I want to feel better. I want to feel harder. I want to feel better feels. Better feeling pain. Nina, that's supposed to be the real take. Oh. oh. <laughs> and I just did the Are we wearing the same outfit right now? No, we are not. Okay. Not even actually close. What would make you say that? We are both clearly wearing, we are not. We are wearing cuffed black pants yeah, and I Mr. Down. Rogers did though. I waited till the show started to put my shirt on. That was really smooth. That was really <laughs> smooth. I'm wearing a button down, and I just feel like the button down with black cuffed pants is something that We do have the black cuffed pants in common. Yeah, which I didn't even mean to cuff mine today. That oh, just happened when I put my. We didn't feet. put the Buddha up here this time. <gasps> oh, summon. Put them right by the water. Can be seen. Everybody remember to drink water. I'm pretty sure he can be seen. Yeah. These labelless waters, just so our sponsors don't get pissed. <laughs> I know we wouldn't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> hey, you have something in your teeth now. <laughs> oh, do I really? Yeah, last time oh, I had something bitch. in my teeth. Okay, which tooth is it? Just give her one of these. Mm-hmm. Should be good. God damn it. How have you been? Is it better? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake, I'm a hot mess right now. Okay, also, you never explained what the fuck this is. It's it looks like pickle juice mixed with piss from someone who ate a battery. <laughs> yeah, um, that is exactly what it is, Jake. It's uh, it's my piss. No, it's um, <laughs> it's a vitamin mix that I buy from oh. a guy. Uh, is it like a niacin flush thing, like a B twelve? There's some B twelves in there, but it's a it's a ton of vitamins. It's the whole it's the whole you dig. It's everything. We got some probiotics in there. Um, I uh, I I love this. I love this product <laughs> that I won't mention anymore. Of. Mm, no brands. Mm-hmm. We'll get. We'll mm-hmm. get. We'll get there. Um. But yeah, I am really trying to load up on the old vitamins to keep myself mentally sharp right now. I feel like I'm all over the place. How are you? Are you all over the place? I'm all over the place. I feel the same way. I feel like we've been well, damn near. COVID's been damn near a year. It's been here for over a year. Yeah. But things have been shut down and not reopened for a year and it's been a lot and there were like little glimmers of hope and then shutdowns and i mean obviously everyone who would even be listening knows what's been happening uh-huh. but with the like separation of i guess not separation but with it being in tandem with like the winter in Wisconsin, yeah. Because like when we when COVID started last year, it was at least getting nice out. Yeah. In the next couple of months, and you know, like it was outside. like March, and then it was like spring, summer. Yeah, and then patios when like the first reopening or whatever tried to happen, it was like we can be outside and feel kind of okay. Yeah, but then this being like everything shut down and it's winter has been really tough but now it's like pretty nice out today and it's been pretty nice out this week yeah and everyone's trying to scramble to figure out the next move and all this shit and i don't know that's where that's why i've been all over the place i feel very similarly i think i'm in a similar spot where it's like what is my next move it could kind of be anything i feel like there was like a chapter of living in madison over the past year where it's like i guess i would have chosen to spend this year um Oh, Elsewhere. shit. In hindsight, honestly, it's no other it's there's no other way that I would have spent yeah. this year because it was such a like rocking like ah this is happening now, okay. Um but I wish I would have been more conscious of the time before it 
in the six months before the pandemic started, I wish I would have ah, taken everything a little more seriously and considered yeah. how I really feel about uh, stand up and taking the time to say goodbye to more people. And it's been so weird because I think a lot of like comics in this area, especially, were planning to move anyway. And now the timeline mm-hmm. of which that is happening for everyone has shifted and it's weird and it's like we're still here but can we if really it's see each happen, other and like what's the point of moving if where you're going to move to doesn't have anything going on anyways because like bigger cities are going to take longer to open back up than yeah. like a place like madison anyways yeah. and uh so i mean and that's actually something that i'm going through right now oh yeah with my situation my lease is up at the end of may uh-huh and I've wanted to move somewhere. I won't say where yet. It's been a long time that you've been talking about it, too. Mm-hmm. And making trips there and connections there and planning things. And then no one there can plan anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything sucks. And But here's the thing. I, was, I have my hand in so many things here in Madison that didn't get to happen last spring summer and i was like geared up for like like i spent all of 2019 being a full-time comic yeah 2020 i was on pace for like an even stronger year plus having like a pretty good job like on pace to make more money than i've ever made in a year and all that shit just slowly went away and so did my savings and everything, you know? It was so weird to watch that happen in the beginning, too, because I think a lot of people had that experience where it's just like, uh, uh, oh. Yeah. But now I want to stay here for the summer, reestablish the things that I had already established, and leave them here working because it all got taken away last year. Yeah. And I've spent years building shit here to add that to what happens here to build up the scene because we have a good scene we do it just needed some new nuts and bolts and things in new places and some you know yeah and uh like the live shows and all that shit like the festival all that stuff i want to be able to like get it going again before i bounce i have this weird feeling like um like, I, 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 I don't know what to get going again. Like, I feel like comedy for me was a little bit something that, like, in the six months before the pandemic, I was just going through some of my own mental shit and just weird life stuff. And so I kind of left comedy, like, like out by my garage. <laughs> and I didn't necessarily label it. I put it in the fridge with no label and someone came and ate it. And, and then I was like, for the winter and you're like, I don't know if it's supposed to get snowed on. Yeah, and I don't did know. I, did I ruin is weather going to ruin this? Uh, <laughs> is, is it ruined? Cause I just took all this time. And now I'm like, well, if I'm going to go back into it, there's a completely different approach that I want to take. So, yeah. Um, well, and this is I don't know. one of the things I think in returning to stand up, and this is something that people that I've, gotten close with from wherever in comedy sort of maybe already had in common before because I've sought out people that I think are really genuine and authentic and that way already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I think the consensus is from the people that I've talked to is that people are really going to like value their stage time more. Yes. You know what I mean? Just, like, get to the point where, like, 
I'm spending this time wisely. It's still like fucking fun, silly goose times. Uh-huh. It's not like it's not the whole point of it is to enjoy it. Well, you know, but just like valuing the time you have on stage, the time you have with comics, like getting the most out of it for your enjoyment and for your actual professional development too. Well, and that's huge. that's even like outside of comedy. I think that everybody is going to be enjoying more things just after this whole experience. Finding, yeah, spending your time doing things that you enjoy. And I think not ta- like being less prone to taking a shitty job just because it gives you dental. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. The, it's fuck the benefits. Fuck the benefits. Give me the job I like, and then that'll give me the energy to get everything else. I think for me with stand up, there's like. Is it giving me energy or taking it away? And I think my style of stand-up has taken energy from me without me realizing it. Uh, so how I can enter I that? I think it's in a left way you depleted. Yeah. I think a lot of people like feel that way, especially like spinning their wheels. And if they're not getting out and doing stuff, or if they're not going out. Like, you know, us being in Madison, like we have obviously one of the best clubs, and then some of the best like independent shows for hundreds of miles in any direction. Yeah, it's been incredible here. And like, I think. You can only do all that stuff so often. Yeah. You can't really saturate, make a living, like, just doing Madison. Like, right. when I was, like, doing full-time, like, I had to be going out and getting other work, like, across the state in Chicago and Milwaukee. And, Absolutely. You know, like, as far you as be on the road. my radius could take me. Yeah. Um, but, like, I feel like people always would tend to feel like they were spinning their wheels, because it was also really difficult as a Madison comic to have like respect in some bigger cities, um, just because you're a Madison comic, oh. like just because like you're not like you know how like people from L.A. or whatever would come to Madison and be like, hey, we're from L.A., can we hop on shows for three days? Yeah, and everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like I was never really like automatically excited about that because I've seen like just because you're from a bigger city doesn't mean shit at all oh, actually yeah it actually you could be really complacent in your mediocrity <laughs> especially if, if you're the, getting automatic road work because if the you name can, of your city is what's propelling you yeah if, yeah if if your biggest credit is i live in los angeles <laughs> that's actually really funny i that's mean really fu- like lives in los angeles on your i've seen oh i've seen so many like people i've had people on my show like and i've had great experiences with this too but just like i've seen so many people just like Oh, I'm from New York or I'm from Chicago. I'm from LA. And then they come and they're like as good as like an open micer from here who's been doing it a year and a half. Yeah. And it's like, okay, oh, th- that's a, like below average for our city. We had a high city. bar. We had a high bar in Madison for comedy. And I think for me, like the fact that we were able to at some points go to five to seven mics a week, like, at, you know, there was something to do. If you were willing to go to all in the In a mics, city of. 250,000. Do we really have 250,000 people here? Yeah. Fun fact, that's the population of the whole state of Wyoming. Really? Yeah, the whole ass state of Wyoming. Um, but, but that's like, a, like, I mean, there was times where there was more than one mic a night. Yeah, for yeah, there would whatever. be, a, there were, there were a lot of them. But and even so if like, even if, I don't know, I think, I don't know, sorry, I finished mm-hmm. your thought. For me, the pressure of knowing that those mics existed made it really difficult for me to not go to them. 
and I didn't learn the skill of going, I need to take care of myself and other areas of my life and really take care of myself, not be avoidant of the mics, but choose not to go to them. That's what I'm working with here. Oh, we like had, mindfully, not like just being like, oh, a thing is happening. I have to be at that thing. Yeah, I have to. If I want to be a good comic, I have to go to every single mic. No, if I want to be good at anything, I have to take care of myself. Only have FOMO of the things that are going to provide some value to you. Yes. And I think and I'm the things you have the energy to be a part of. Going to be way more aware of, you know, moving forward, going to a mic and just like shitting the bed but I went to the mic to get the rep in like that's not how comedy works anymore I think it, it, it you you take care of yourself you develop a perspective and then and then you get your reps in but you get your reps in from that place where you feel good so that you're not just holding a microphone spewing your bullshit about the day yeah wasting people's time well also you're casting spells with your words <laughs> That might be negative. I have an example of this we can chat about now or another time. When, yeah, but this is kind of fun. It, when's a different time to talk, to about. talk yeah, about it? This, it just came up. This is perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. I wrote a joke a while ago where I'm kind of joking about money and I'm talking about how like you know I'm I'm a comic. I don't have a lot of money and I maxed out a credit card and it's and you're saying like talking about money in a negative way on stage makes yeah. you not able. I'm. It makes you less likely to attract money i'm literally standing there in front of however i've done it in front of hundreds of people before where i'm just like i don't have any money <laughs> and then like that i'm making that reality for myself then where like there are ways that i could amend that joke that feel better for me and it's not something like i don't want to say anything on stage that i wouldn't want to write down on a piece of paper and give to a wizard that then he would then grant me <laughs> So how do I still be funny? Give <laughs> to a wizard. Yeah, the comedy wizard. Uh, that yeah. Makes, that makes everything you say in your jokes come true. I want to be really aware of that. Yeah. Well, in how you speak about things is just more powerful than people think. Yeah. You know. And I've I've put down myself in my stand up and it's been funny. I've put down men in my stand up and it's been funny. But do I really feel that way about myself? And and can I use the exact same joke and then frame it differently in a way that feels more comfortable to everybody? Probably, but I gotta fucking sit with myself for a little while first. So I like how you were like, but do I really feel that way about myself? Not you didn't say anything about do I really feel that way about men? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Do I want it to change? Yes. So I want the wizard to bring me that change. But I've shit on myself in my comedy and it's been funny. I shit on myself and I shit on men. <laughs> And it was just true. I just met that shit. <laughs> it was, there was no punchline. Yeah, I shit on men, and then it was just, uh, yeah, a TED talk that yeah. people laughed at. <laughs> no, you have some good. You have some good uh, jokes that dismantle the patriarchy in an accessible way. I. That's I feel so like beautiful. I feel like even men can can appreciate that. I love that. There's like a point you. of like. There's a point of like. Guys are so fucking like, ugh. Like okay, I'm a I'm a guy, right? Uh -huh. I'm a I'm a straight white male. Yeah. Um, decent looking guy, you know. <laughs> I've I've been told. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just just saying descriptions and and how I experience the world. Yeah. Okay. All right. Other yeah. guys uh -huh. hate that shit. Yeah. Like what? toxic, like out, like guys who want to be alpha all the time they hate that shit because they think jealous of you well because they think that i walk around with this like 
fucking yeah like if i'm happy they think that i just love myself so much that i'm like i think i'm better like everything i do gets taken the wrong way by guys yeah like if i tell someone to wash their hands in the bathroom i'm literally like what right do you, you should have? wash your hands otherwise i'm not gonna be able <laughs> to unsee that happening it's gonna and guys will try to fight me for doing that should i have a whole bit about it yeah right? cut to the bit yeah <laughs> But like, no matter what I say to guys, they'll always just be like, "Oh, yeah." uh, They're like the default. uh, The in the old world, and uh, I like the idea of like the pandemic has killed a lot of the old world, and now we're moving into something new. Um, and and we can call it the pandemic, whatever. Um, but I think that is like it was scarcity mindset and like the competition between men and women too. I mean, we all we all have our own uh, our own shit, and don't even get me started on like the nuance of it's not just men and women it's people and everything's dissolving and i think that um we've been pit against each other so much that if you see somebody who inherently has more than you or what you think is more than you because of what you value then you're gonna want to criticize everything i think yeah and i I think with that it's like i i do operate in a way where i'm clearly comfortable being who i am Mm -hmm. and that is something that took years for me to be able to like walk around in the world with confidence and like it doesn't matter what other people might attribute to you yeah and and the funny thing is like guys will like get confrontational with me all the time mostly like the same type of dude yeah but like i i will not respond to it i will kind of just make them feel stupid for engaging me in that way and thinking that i would care to engage them back in that way yeah like, i kind of like it's like you know how like a jujitsu fighter uses the other person's momentum against them yes yes you know yeah that's how it that's is like in that, so many that's things that's how it is with yeah. me and other guys i'm like oh you're just being a dick good luck getting me to be a dick back to you I'm just going to let you be a dick and you'll feel dumb about it. Well, that's how... I'll sit there like fucking Muhammad Ali on the ropes. <laughs> just <laughs> just like let you punch yourself out, get all sad and upset and fucking triggered. But that's, that's being a snowflake. That's, that's being a little bitch. <laughs> to, use, to use their terminology, yeah. that shit, that's what being a little bitch is really like. Okay, I was getting into this because this was one of the topics that I wanted to cover today. You yeah. posted an Instagram story where you were talking about don't be a little bitch, but then the thing that you said, because I want to deconstruct the word bitch if everybody will hang yeah. in around that. Like, we're just, just And it was funny because you told me, and I was like, <clears throat> I had literally had already almost posted like uh, a follow-up like, Look, I don't know if bitch is the right term, but I'm using the term of the people that I'm talking about, and you all know what I mean. Don't be a little bitch about that either. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was an inception of bitch. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Because it, apl- it implies this, like, womanhood, but that's kind of like the arena that we're speaking in. Yes. Okay, so this is... I was trying to figure this out, and I was like, I don't know if there's, like, a blog post I should read, because the term bitch, for me, there's a little bit of like, ooh, you know, like every time, like, and I can't yeah. tell if that's like me actually being offended or feeling like I'm supposed to be. Um, but, and so I looked it up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's a big one I've been investigating with myself. That's a whole other topic of like, how many times am I genuinely upset 
versus how many times mm-hmm. am I upset because I have the right to be upset, but mm. I'm not actually upset about it. I talked about that in my relationship recently. That's a good, it's a good thing to talk about inside of, inside <laughs> of any relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so so in the dictionary, it says uh, that you want to I think it's like definition two is general term of abuse and disparagement for women. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Which is very true. But then also in there is to complain like I'm bitching about Verb. something. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's what that connection is when you're calling someone. I, I do think there is there is a lot. There's so much to unpack here that we can't even cover right now. Uh-huh. But I think that when you're dealing with like um, the traits of a woman, and that's why you're calling somebody, yeah, you know, whatever. exactly. Like like you're um, saying like like calling someone a little bitch implies this like womanhood, right, to right, it. right. Which yeah. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's that I think I, I I do think it can be used that way. And don't get me wrong, I do think that word can unconsciously you be used by people who have belief systems that are not supportive of anybody. But um, other than but themselves. the propagation of the term and the popularity of the term could also be reflected in the, like, the social acceptance of the like subtle misogyny to it. Yes, right? yes, yes. Well, which is why it could even get the platform that it did because I do think that it's the root of it is that it's to complain. Like, if you're calling somebody a little bitch, they're probably complaining about a lot of things and are like, "I'm bitching about this," and that's like that's what that that other use of the word is coming from the origin of to be complaining about something yeah so don't be a little bitch i hear don't Did be you, complaining do you know that there's well yeah i guess i mean that is the verb right is the to bitch yeah 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 but i think there's a little bit of a blur i don't know maybe i'm spinning yeah. it in a way well, i think everyone has their own mean. definition of what it means and what it is but at the same time um like like if I'm talking about so like I wouldn't call a woman that. Yeah. Right? No. I yeah. Like but if I'm talking about like a uh, a toxic guy. Yeah. Oh, I'll call him a bitch all day. Yeah. Because I get that, they it, can't handle it. It disempowers them. It makes it funnier. Because you're me. using their it's weapons. It's funny against for me them. to call not to be like, Hey, you're a bitch because yeah. that's being but yeah. like to like describe so- someone being like that, the thing they would not want to be is a little bitch. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, but you don't realize that holding on to this like immature, petty fucking need to be like posturing your masculinity around, that's being a little bitch. Well, like anyone who's actually perceived as like a leader or like strong or stoic or confident does not have the need to be the loudest guy in the room mm-hmm. does not have the need to fucking be like uh, hanging over people like trying to be like this presence of like in, no those people exude a natural like stoic authentic confidence that need not be qualified need not be pushed on to other people need not be proven at all times yes it's reserved it's calm and collected it's from a place of knowingness and authenticity. Yes. That is what people should think of if people still want to ascribe to this like dominant alpha male. I don't like those words. I think it's more of just like an evolved. Yeah. Way and, to ev- be. and evolved. And this is like that's an evolved for like people. 
yeah. or like you know masculine energy regardless of your gender it's about that's how masculine energy yeah. which can be chaotic and aggressive and dangerous that's how it needs to be centered and and controlled and harnessed for the power that it can have yes right i love that and the other thing that i'm noticing is that that trigger word of the calling someone with that real chaotic kind of uh, bro we all know you know we can all conjure an image of who we're talking about those dudes and i like to use the word dudes for people like that just because it just feels right but those dudes are the most likely to call uh, someone a bitch, not kidding. Right. Like someone oh, with yeah. a. F- and that's kind of like the appearance. using their own terms and using their own momentum against them. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going to like uh, fall into that in my life. Yeah. But if you want to play, if you want to play the game in this arena with these rules, you should know that you're the thing you hate. <laughs> you're yeah. the little bitch you don't yeah. want to be. Well, and I think there's going to be a phase out of even like that terminology as that kind of dude goes away. Because I do think that is starting to fade. And I, I do just think, think people that need to let, like, like if someone's coming at a situation or a person with that energy, I think people just need to like stop fucking with that at all. Yes. Yeah. Like totally don't engage. D- like. Yeah. Like not at the level that they're asking. Yeah. So like I... Like me saying this to no one on my Instagram story being like, hey, if you're acting like this, you're being a little bitch. Yeah. That's not like directly confronting anyone or like creating an issue. It's just being like, if this resonates with you, you're probably a little bitch sometimes. Don't be that way, you well, little yeah, bitch. I don't remember what you said about because you, you did connect it back to like sexism in some way. Just unchecked, unchecked toxic. toxic masculinity. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, oh, I would never be toxic i would right. never be bad. like no i have it in me just like everybody else i have the responsibility to not be that way for the greater good of the world and for the greater good of myself yeah like that is not some shit you want to be putting out there into the world that is not some shit you want to be like genuinely feeling yeah yeah it's all unconscious like, if you're toxic you're the you're the person who has to live with that shit yeah like yeah. you no one else like you can dump it on other people but no one else feels that shit like you do. Like yeah. you have to feel that shit. Yeah. No one else well, has I mean, to feel it to the extent that you do. For a lot of people, it's really uncomfortable to feel that shit. So then they just don't feel that shit. So then it just perpetuates itself and they just pretend like it's not a thing or they deny that it exists until they eventually have it all catch up with them and they have uh, kind of a breakdown. I don't understand how it's not identified as the least attractive quality like across the board. In a way that can be articulated. Because I think it will I think be it's, soon. I think it's still... I think it's still unfortunately associated to things that can be attractive qualities. Yeah. So like like things that are good about masculinity, right? Like um provider, protector, leadership stuff. Yeah. Um that can be just unfortunately tied to this because of the propensity of people to also act that way. Yeah. So it's still like n- it's not causality, but it is correlated. Yeah. So that people don't automatically think that that this is a bad thing to be that like toxic way about it but that shit does not need to exist no it does it doesn't need to exist and even like that mindset overlooks the concept that we all have masculine and feminine energy inside of us and it's about the like the balance of the two and fully understanding both of them and i think that we still get stuck in the like very old binary way of looking at it where it's like 
men are this. protectors, men are yeah. leaders, and it and by leaving those terms in the umbrella of like masculine, which some people still think of as men, even though it's a totally different energy. It's like a positive mm-hmm. and negative and input versus output is very different um, than anything like related to gender. But we, but, but by being stuck in that, we overlook that we all need to understand masculine energy. We all need to understand the leader and protector inside of us. And we all need to find those strengths. And then we also all need to yeah. do the feminine energy stuff too. It's almost like, in like we're we're calling it inherently masculine, inherently feminine to be one way or the other, and like you know, there's like the whole like divine feminine and like all that all that kind of like terminology as well. But yeah. it's almost like we owe it to ourselves to to break free from like those those traditional uh, explanations, those traditional like indicators of what is inherently masculine, what is inherently feminine. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's like it's like the artist formerly known as Prince, like the <laughs> the. <laughs> The energy, the energy formerly, formerly known, known as masculine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. Yeah. The energy formerly known as masculine. Would well, because like I also I genuinely think like it's in the greater interest. So like as a as a man, I genuinely think it's in the greater interest of men and women and any like anyone to not have that type of like bullshit inherently associated with like what it means to be a man yes because that shit sucks like and i can laugh at it like there's this fucking tiktok account boston be a man and he just says like ridiculous shit like if you go to the grocery store and you can't find what you're looking for don't ask for help walk out be a man (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that and like like, he just like he's like don't take swimming lessons drown die be a man (laughs) That oh, shit's funny because you know, because like especially generationally, yeah. Like I That's was immediately like, was. my dad would think this is the funniest shit in the world. My grandpa would think this is the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. You know, we it, we don't have this like built into, and I appreciate what <laughs> I appreciate all the good <laughs> that that those things have had, and I understand why that needed to be like a thing that men fucking are prone to like suppress suppress and repress emotions and stuff like that because men were always in a position to have to do some fucked up shit yeah like and if they were like able to feel all that shit you know they wouldn't be able to really do a lot of that shit (laughs) listen billy (laughs) you're five right now but we're not going to teach you about emotions because world war ii is coming you're going to see most of your friends die by the time you're 19 (laughs) so we're just not going to cover this right Uh, now horribly well that's actually an excellent point that i've never really thought about is that when we were still in that like real binary system of like men and women because even that like masculine and feminine stuff uh gets sticky around like um yeah you know like just just the that binary dissolving but i think uh wow i never really thought about but you think about that shit like that was like that was a societal necessity for the way the world operated and the propagation of like the western standard and american ideals and principles and the fucking nuclear Mm -hmm. family and like world war ii and like all this shit but in like whatever empire you can apply those same things that inherent need to be masculine. But you don't need to be that way at the fucking bar. No. You don't need no. to be that way socially. You don't need to be that way on the internet. You don't need to be that way with other guys just because. Yeah. Like y- when guys try to like posture or like fucking like big dog me, I'm like you look like an idiot and I can't believe you don't think you look like an idiot. But this is something that also you might have had more 
Like you've oh, had, had a lot of you've had a lot of that happen because you're kind of a magnet for it in several ways. Just in that it ha- if it happens once or twice, then you're thinking about it, and then it's going to continue to play out around you. Yeah. But also, like, look at you, dude. People like like uh, dudes w- dudes want to be mad at at you for whatever reason, and it's fun. It's funny. Like, <laughs> it's I. I, I, I Oh god damn it's it! Funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, and I also. Do you want to hear like, some of the funniest stories in comedy about uh, dudes trying to kick my ass? <laughs> I yeah, I do, and I also want to. I want to say one thing that popped into my head about what is expected or what was expected of men back in the day to like not have emotions so that they could do crazy shit. And I was thinking about the idea of killing a spider. And any time in my youth, bef- when I still killed bugs, the reason that I would want to outsource that job to a man was not because I was afraid of the spider, but because killing it would make me sad and I didn't want to be the one to be sad about killing something. Okay. And so, like, that is, like, I don't know. So I want a man to feel this emotion for me or someone who's unable to feel this emotion to do this for <laughs> to me. To process this. Like, I can't process this myself. So ultimately, the answer for me is don't kill bugs inside my house. Nobody. So, like, that's, you know, that's just fine. That makes but sense. But it's just, that's a weird thought point. And I'm curious. I wonder if people are comfortable commenting on this sort of thing yet. But like, yeah, why? Why do you want someone else to kill the spider? What is the hmm. real answer? Because that actually, like, you can—that's an easy thing we can all relate to a spider. But we zoom out, and then it's like war. You know what? What are you? Yeah, I saw some like meme with? the other day. It reminded me of it. I saw some meme the other day, like this whole like when the ship's going down, women and children first thing. That's like a thing that men did to themselves like (laughs) by not being able to feel their emotions in public like if you want to fucking if you don't want to die with the fucking ship then learn how to feel your emotions in public learn how to cry in public and things okay i don't want to die yeah i mean but at the same time i have a lot of those things built in like inherently like i would absolutely use like my like masculine qualities in a position like and even just like dumb shit like yeah. like things that are thought of as like chivalrous or oh. whatever like opening doors fucking picking up the check fucking you know pr- just like providing a, a nice experience yeah. like no anything like that but that's more about like my mom being like this is what i want you to be as a man because i want you to treat women well yeah you know that's not even like my dad telling me that shit that's like it's uh, like the women in my family being like if you're going to be interacting with women i want them to know that there are women that care about you in your life and they have told you what women would want a man to be like okay. in these ways that's really in interesting because my mom taught me that too and i remember one of the first how lessons i got <laughs> was how to be a man <laughs> well no i mean that's like a joke that i used to make but my mom taught me what to expect you see from a man hold on, you want to see something inherently toxically masculine yes whiskey We prepped this before the podcast. I said if I... No, you can't show the label. So (laughs) we'll do it down under the table. Oh, shit. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, lover. Jake has just had whiskey poured into his coffee. Oh, that's good. I'm so sorry to interrupt one woman speaking for another woman to come pour me whiskey on command. 
while I'm talking about how shitty men are. I mean, come on. The irony is palpable, folks. Calm down, sweetheart. Can you wait till episode three? (laughs) We're going to have so much fun. The point I was making. This is why I love you, too. Um, This is is why. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. This is why I'm just, I don't remember any of my thoughts, but I will. We talked about the spider and um, I learned how to be a good man just by tuning into the example of a good man that my mom told me was going to show up at my doorstep one day. Turns out. Any you were the good man it, all it along. It turns out it's me all along. <clears throat> but also, yeah, and it's just like, I'm sure, I'm sure. You look in the are. mirror, like like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, instead of seeing the stone, you see like just your dick in your head. I just turn into my father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was uh, me. God, I was the one. Um, but one of the first things that she used to tell me was like, if you're ever walking, you should either have a grown up or when you're an adult, it'll be like a man, your husband or boyfriend. Like if you're ever walking with Next a man he walks on the street side yeah. yeah now so then i i didn't really catch how weird it was um I, of course whenever i was on dates with men and we were walking i looked for that and i was like oh yeah. you're standing on the wrong side of the street that means you don't care about me so uh fuck it and then now I can even use it as like, okay, you're a little too concerned about the side of the street. Do you think I'm going to walk into cra- like how dumb do you think I am? Like it, be- it can be gu- it can be both. Like, um, but my big uh, issue is like when I'm <laughs> when I'm dating women and we're walking down the street, I have this little like, what the fuck side of the sidewalk am I supposed to be on? Oh my god! And then like that. Just noticing that has pulled a thread of all of my inherent toxic masculinity and the way that I go about that, especially when I'm like, you know, dating femmes or what have you. And I'm like, ah, oh my God, do I, am I putting some sort of masculine pressure on myself just because like, I feel like I'm still attached to the binary, even though it totally doesn't matter. And it really like, Uh it doesn't matter at all, but I've, that's, that's been a big red flag for myself that we are still digging into. I don't have any good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like even my own hypocrisy with these things is like, you know, I don't I don't use these like traditionally masculine standards to like treat people mean or elevate myself above people. So I think that's just like a misuse of what it of the responsibility that comes with like being a man. But I also think there's like a responsibility that comes with being a man. Yeah. So I think you're I mean, I try to do to do the things, but also at the same time. Like, you know, there's, if if we're saying things are like certain ways of being are antiquated, I think those things have to do with like elevating yourself above the other people, treating other people poorly, like having to be this like flagrant kind of like aggressive, like ugh, yeah. fucking guy, like take up space, make noise, fucking be a peacock. Like, you know, like that kind of shit is like, no even though I'm a fucking entertainer. So yeah. like, I mean, obviously I do that to an extent, but I don't yeah. like have the need to like impose and like fucking, yeah. you know, I, I think I wait for my time to do what I can. And that's sort but of, I'm not like, Oh, this is interesting. I'm seeing this, like I'm seeing this from your perspective a lot right now, because I will say like women do a lot of that too, just in their own way. But you're going to experience that probably as women 
hitting on you and not trying to be like aggressive and in your face because like it is still like when there's that division it's women pit against other women and men pit against other men so like you're not gonna maybe maybe you're not gonna see how competitive it is on the other side because you're getting come at from a different angle and i have no idea what time it is one awesome way to drive this home i think is uh, the stories, the funny stories about your uh, your encounters oh my God. with some there of that. Oh, my God. There are so I think, many. I mean, I some think, of them are in my bits. Um, like, some of them are literally in my bits. Like, pe- me tr- like telling people, like, hey, you should just wash your hands. And like, I'm trying to fucking throw hands. And I'm like, no, your hands are dirty. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, like, I love that joke. That's there's great. a guy, uh, well, like, even just, like, like, comics think they can just, like, say what the fuck. Out. Like, recently, fucking someone, like, messaged my girlfriend, like, tell your fucking boy not to unfollow me on instagram like how do you notice that first of all why do you text my girlfriend with this fucking aggressive tone and like why do you think you can like talk shit about her boyfriend to her and that she's gonna like like oh like all of this is is like what the fuck (laughs) what is wrong with you just like petty toxic shit like i'm like okay the biggest piece of that puzzle is like how the fuck do you find out if someone stopped following you on instagram without going directly to their page because then the only option is to follow back so then i guess that shows up or it's just it's hard i don't know i don't it's just like okay all right like all right yeah not i don't care about the situation there's a situation in uh, Appleton. Me and Shawnee were there. Shawnee, uh, Sean Vasquez is is the homie. Uh, he was actually my designated driver because I was doing Ken Hamlet from Chicago, his show called A Drunken Night Out, where you do like a story about like a really drunken night. Then you, know, you do a set of stand-up. Then a story about a really drunken night. Then an intermission where you get smashed with the audience. Then you do improv stand-up based oh, on that's topics such that a he cool throws at you. Idea. I love that. It was, it's a great show. Oh, my God. Um, And so I did that show. We go to the bar afterwards. And this guy, he's like, this is when I was still smoking. This guy, like, asked if he could buy my whole pack of cigarettes. I was like, there's like three in here, dude. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll give you 20 bucks for it right now. You think I fucking care? And I was like okay, you can buy three cigarettes from me for $20. Yeah. <laughs> and I just let him do it. And he felt so dumb. I was like, cool, 20 bucks. Like, oh. And he felt so dumb that he's like, oh, you think you're fucking funny? You think you're fucking funny? I'll put you through that fucking window. And he starts calling me all the all the gay slurs. He oh. starts like trying to play with my hair. He's like, this fucking gay shit. No. This fucking homo shit. And I'm like, all right. And there's this comic, Michael Robinson, who's like this really really skinny like black dude like you know probably probably wasn't gonna hop in the fight if there was a fight maybe mm-hmm. i don't know he was definitely like he was definitely like had my back like uh-huh. either way i don't know like the impact it would have had uh that was the first night i met him he was cool shit and but he was like standing there like yo some shit pops off i got like i could tell yeah, right yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah, one of those like energy. guy things that you can tell that. too yeah but this fucking guy was probably like 40 I was like, dude, if this guy literally like tried to fight me, I would kick him in his chest to the other side of the street. <laughs> like, there's no. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I love it. That this I put is my your, heel like, in Your masculinity sternum. is coming out as you're explaining <laughs> this. Like, of the but to him, it's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and bark like a dog. Yeah. I was just like, 
this window, it's a pretty thick window. I don't know if you'd be able to put me through it, but this other window. <laughs> I could put a, you through that one. That one's stained glass. It's probably going to, it has a lot more breaking ability. It's yeah. not, it's less structurally integral. Just like talking to him like that, like not like, not like, oh yeah, oh, you're going to fucking fight me, dude. I'm going to fucking fight you, dude. So uh, what's that? Like, what if I put you through a window, bro? Like, you know, he's like grabbing my hair and like, just like oh. all the shit. But it's like, it's fun. Like, and his friend is laughing his ass off with the things that I'm saying back to him. Oh, I love, I love that. Just laughing his ass off. Oh no, I've gotten and that. Too far that is the most common that. response is that the guy who's talking shit will get like punked like verbally without any threat of violence. Just like the things that I'm saying are making them feel really stupid because, yeah. well, I'm a fucking professional comedian, first yeah. of all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I'm articulate and I know how to make and I'm and I'm very well versed in deflecting <laughs> toxic masculinity. <laughs> so you are like you are asking me to give you a master class right now and um, I will and your friends will laugh their asses off at you. That is the most common response is that the guy gets laughed at by his friends embarrassed in front of his friends i love that it happened when i was in st croix with natasha this guy just started being a dick and i was just like i'm not gonna be a dick back but i will make you feel so stupid about how you're being for 30 seconds that maybe will make you not act like this again i don't know i can't control that but again guy's friend cracking the fuck up Watching me talk to this dude. I'm like, you really think you got punchlines on me, bro? <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right? It's not going to happen. Like, that. you're not going to punch me. And you're not going to out Funny. punch the lines either. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to out punch me and you're not going to out punch my lines. Yeah, there's no scenario Okay, the case. Better feels spin. I think I, think I want to ask an optionally rhetorical question about that. Mm-hmm. How much of this kind of energy exchange do you anticipate experiencing five years from now? Hopefully less, but it's still going to be out there. Yeah. Also, I had an older brother. So is it something that you're ready for? I've I've been ready for this since I was (laughs) 10 years old. Like, like just being like, hey, I don't want to fight back, but... (laughs) You don't want to fight me either, but I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> but because well, like really, what happened? Like like my brother was like this big fucking brick shit house. I mean, you know my brother. Yeah. And like strong as fuck, kicked my ass all the time till I was like twenty, and I was able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> to I was able to kick his ass. And and then make his bros laugh, which would have been you. Which would have been me. Uh, <laughs> and. Even then, we can't. I can't bring that up. Yeah. That I that I beat him in our last fight. I can't bring that up. He will be like, "Oh, you're a fucking tough guy, huh? You're a fucking tough guy, huh?" He literally did that at the last family reunion. I might have to cut this part out because I don't want him to fucking see it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and it's not like I like I don't carry pride around. I'm just like I fucking finally stood up for myself after twenty something fucking yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you a know? lot of energy. But it's like it's kind of like that. It's like I don't like one. I've been getting in fights my whole life because of him. So I can fight. Oh, I see. Like yeah. I can hold my own in a fight. Yeah. Like, because you were like a, a sidekick. Like not even a sidekick. I had to fight my fucking older brother who specifically was specifically him. Like when you're ten and twelve, the strength difference is so much. I know this because I used to get into a lot of altercations with my sister. <laughs> right, like and yeah. you're way fucking stronger when yeah. two like male years, 
and it was just until we were like adults where we, like it caught up and i was like well i bet we don't fight anymore you know yeah and that's kind of the thing it's like i can f- actually fight yeah like if it comes down to it and i'm in a position where i have to sure like i wouldn't want that for someone but i don't have to sit there and be like hey just you know i can fucking fight yeah so you don't want to talk shit to me i'm like you don't want to talk shit to me because you're gonna leave feeling stupid and embarrassed yeah not because i punched you does it feel good to okay and this is just i'm just digging into this i'm digging in this to (laughs) dig into you and in a way that like sorry if this is too i like that was um that was a really shitty pre-apology. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the we'll do the reverse on the next episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, is there something that is satisfying to you about being able to hold that position because it was an earned or kind of an earned position from childhood? Like, is there something about like, hey, I know that I can hold my own if someone's fucking with me. Also, I'm kind of like prepared yeah. and then therefore expecting it. Do you think this is something you draw into your experience? I do appreciate about myself the ability to one, hold my own if I have to mm-hmm. and to uh, avoid that situation. Do you think you draw that in so that you can reinforce that? No, hell no. Okay. No, I don't ever okay. want anyone to be anything but cool to me. Okay, cool. I like hate that energy okay. at all, but I am ready for it. I would mean, and I, I mean it only like completely, like I don't want to use subconsciously, but it yeah. would be like something like real deep under the surface, not not actually like. Yeah, well, I think the extent to which I am comfortable definitely spins people's wheels who want to take something away from that. Yeah. So by that measure like secondarily that might be the case oh but and again i'm not like i'm only using myself because this is my experience i don't think i'm like the fucking the even the greatest example of what we're talking about right like i am this way because the people that i admired the men that i looked up to were men that valued like sentiment and articulation and like reality over toxicity and aggression and fucking like pattern behavior you know being a little bitch (laughs) being a little bitch you know you don't value being a little bitch the men that i've always looked up to were men that were trying to break free from the constraints that were put on them by what they're expected to be and actually figuring out what's authentically them and doing that and that's what i would like to do and that's what i'd like for you to do Nice, you on did the it. Better Feels podcast. Hell yeah. The podcast with good friends and even better feels. <laughs> we are out of time. We are. We are over time. Ooh. But uh, this was good. This, this was, was a good, good one. one. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.